1: Great to have you here on The Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas to me so you can keep more of what you have. Our websites, clark.com and clarkdeals.com. I want to give you a brief update on the health challenge that I'm doing for the month of September, along with the Prostate Cancer Foundation, and what... The Prostate Cancer Foundation does in September, and more important this year than most, because we've had a lot of people with the COVID-15, people have been eating a lot of comfort foods, gaining weight, and uh, getting your weight under control and getting your health straight is really good. So the Prostate Cancer Foundation has a week-by-week challenge that I've been taking on eating healthy food items that most are not normally part of my diet, and Uh, first two weeks of the challenge out of the 12 items I was supposed to eat I got 11 of them done and I actually have enjoyed most of the 11 the one I did not get because it was out of stock when I ordered it online grocery order was okra which I do like okra I just didn't get to eat it and this week I have to have avocado, onion, garlic, tomato, lentils, eggplant, and quinoa, and so I've already had a couple of those, and if you want to be a late entrant in eating healthier, go to PCF.org slash Clark, PCF for Prostate Cancer Foundation dot org slash Clark, and you don't have to be somebody worried about men's health, anybody would benefit from eating a healthier diet. So wanna share some new data with you from a obscure federal agency, the Bureau of Economic Analysis, on Americans saving money during coronavirus as part of this K recovery we're in. There are people that can't even put food on the table right now and can't pay basic bills And then others who have stayed employed, their job's been secure, who are not spending money like they normally would, and are saving money in ways they never thought they could and never have in the past. So the latest data does not cover August. It covers July. It's you know a trailing indicator. But the average American right now is saving eight cents of every dollar they make. You take those that if you cull the herd to people that are not worried about their paycheck staying employed that means they're saving substantially more than that as a percent of their pay um, because you've got to cut out the people who can't save anything right now. So the savings rate is extraordinary. We hit a peak in April when so many jurisdictions around the country were in lockdown where americans on average saved 33 cents of every dollar they made putting us for the first time ever in a savings category with people across asia who in asia historically people for every equivalent of a dollar they make save a third of it and but for us very unusual you know we've had times this century where americans have been negative net savers spending more than they actually make on average for the average american right now saving a substantial amount of money now there's a survey done by gallup polling that found that of americans that are saving their money they are overwhelmingly putting them in Zero interest checking accounts are extremely low interest savings accounts. Now, that is terrible for the individual saving money because they're earning nothing on it. But as great as they have that money, and it means when we get to the point in 21, when we've got the trifecta underway of better treatments, better testing and a vaccine that steadily will spread through the population, the people that are reluctant to go out and do things and spend money and all the rest will have this huge reserve of money that will help the recovery in the economy for those that are suffering. So the parts of the economy that are pretty much dead in the water right now will be able to reemerge and the people who've saved so much money will be in a position to have a ready supply of funds to go resume activities that they've deferred air travel they didn't take vacations they didn't do events they didn't attend that once we get what I call the trifecta of public health testing treatment And vaccines when we get those things going that's when you'll see the economy be able to recover one thing that is clear with these people who who have money that they've not had in the past on the positive side paying down debt in a big way as far as investing there's been a lot of fear among people that are living on less than what they make using the money that they're building up to invest and that's okay you want to be able to sleep well at night and earning zero on your money but knowing the money's safe is a rational decision you can make particularly with a market that is very heavily valued right now. It's time for your questions. You posted for me at com slash ask. Producers Kim and Joel alternating. And Kim, it's your turn. And tell me of the foods I named, which is your favorite on the food challenge that I'm in the midst of right now?
0: I love eggplant. I'm a big old weirdo. I love it in all forms.
1: Okay, well, um, my wife loves eggplant as well. And that's one of the foods i've got to have this week
0: well it's gonna be delicious
1: okay all right
0: this is from tim in florida tim says what are your thoughts on privacy.com it seems like a way to use a card safely with an online merchant or to sign up for one of those recurring subscriptions in a very safe way you could just create a specific merchant account and then they deactivate it if you ever have trouble canceling a service
1: yeah, I love what privacy.com does because one of the greatest ways to prevent credit card theft is to use single-use credit card numbers. And privacy.com is a way to do so. They offer a freemium business model where you can get a certain number of transactions a month, if I remember it's 10, that you can do at no cost where you generate a unique a credit card number for a transaction or if you want to do it all the time you can pay a monthly subscription to do so but before you do that check with each of your credit card issuers because even though many don't promote it many of the credit card issuers now offer you the option of one-time use numbers anyway and so it, it would be an easier process if you did it with your own issuer, is a way for you to generate those one-time-use codes. Now, here's a tip for you. Many of us have uh, multiple credit cards. You may have one or two out of the bundle you have that offer you the option of one-time-use codes, one-time-use numbers. And any online purchasing you do, use a card that gives you the ability to use one-time-use numbers to eliminate the problem with fraud. Think about it. A criminal obtains your number and it does nothing for them because that number has already expired from the one time
2: use. Joel? Clark Cody in Indiana says, I have the city two percent cashback card. Recently they've been asking me about converting my cash back into thank you points instead. Is there a benefit to doing this? It seems to me that it might be hard to judge if you're getting a good deal when converting to those points?
1: That's a great question. If you convert, you end up with more effective value than 2%, more like a little over 3%, which is a tremendous reward from just using a credit card. The problem is the limitations. You are limited to the participants in the program. So you got to look through the list See if there are uh, people available that you routinely buy from in an amount that would make it worth you going through the process of converting and then getting an effective value of over three cents on every dollar on a credit card purchase versus two cents is a fantastic reward if if the merchants available are ones that really do work for you. Otherwise, Just stick with your 2% cash back. Kim?
0: Jeanette in Georgia says, I wanted to know if there's any student loan forgiveness for people who attended a school for profit, possibly if that school ended up getting in trouble. I keep getting calls stating that I may qualify for one.
1: Be very, very careful with the people who are calling you. Um, When for-profit schools go bust, you have an administrative process you can go through with the U.S. Department of Education to see if you're eligible for partial or complete loan forgiveness for the loans because of the for-profit school having gone bust and maybe misled you on the education you were getting or whatever. There were new federal regulations issued just recently that made what is known as borrower discharge more difficult. You're going to have to document that the education you received did not help you in your earnings in order to qualify for substantial loan relief or borrower discharge. There is a specific website you go to, it's studentaid.gov, studentaid.gov and then look for borrower discharge as it's called and have your documentation solidly in place as you petition for loan forgiveness.
2: Joel? Clark Mason in Maine says, I recently read that our country is the only one that has credit reporting and scores. Is this true? And if so, how do other countries handle credit?
1: So that is not true anymore. It was, but now the credit reporting industry has been spreading around the globe first in developed countries and now in bits and pieces in developing countries or mid-income countries and so this is uh, a process that has found its place in the marketplace even outside the United States because as people deal with uh, more and more impersonal borrowing environments, lenders need a way to calculate the risk level that you represent as a customer when they don't know who you are anymore. Kim?
0: Jackie in Texas says, we're a military family and we're not able to opt out of the new payroll deferment. Is there a safe place for us to keep the extra money until it's time to be repaid?
1: Yes, just uh, in whatever credit union you're a member of as a member of the military, whether you're a PenFed, Navy Federal, or a smaller military-based credit union just put the money straight into a savings account at the credit union or if you're a USAA member put it in a savings account at USAA bank so that you have the funds when you have to pay back the money from the uh, payroll tax cut that's not really a tax cut it's just a temporary loan to you that has to be paid back and I want to thank you Florence is with us on the Clark Howard show hello Florence hello
3: Clark I appreciate all your advice and of course when I was uh, told by somebody that I should look at paying off our house because financial future doesn't look too bright right now that that's something I should do we've only got um, about 31,000 owing on our house which is probably um, due in about 12 years, but I could pay it off now. I've got money sitting in a savings account that's not doing anything for me and thought that that might be a good idea if we're uh, looking at roiled waters for the financial future.
1: All right, let's forget any possibility of, what's going to happen with the economy because it's just all i mean that's just always hard to say but what you want to do may make perfect sense anyway forgetting what's going on with the economy for a minute okay okay your thirty-one thousand-dollar mortgage balance do you know what interest rate it carries oh it's low
3: 2.6 maybe something like that all
1: right and what are you earning on your savings Oh, nothing. (laughs) Okay. So even though I would normally never say pay off a 2.6% mortgage, the question would be what else is happening in your life that maybe would be a better use of the $31,000 that's in the savings account?
3: Well, no real debt. I don't owe on vehicles. I've got uh, over $100,000 and some 401ks, and I'm also collecting on a TSP. So I'm not sure where I should put the money.
1: And if you have a TSP, I'm gathering you have a pension that pays your normal monthly living expenses? Well, I'm still working. so
3: Oh, I oh so you have a way of that. paying
1: your expenses. Yes, blow oh, yeah. out the mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. Just blow off, just write them a check, be done with them. (laughs) Okay. And I don't think I've ever said that before with a 2.6% mortgage rate, but that mortgage is small. It serves no purpose in your life. And the advantage of living completely debt-free is really worth it. You don't have another place. You'd put that money to work.
4: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to keep more of what you have. You know, there's been so much fuss about the management instituted changes at the U.S. Postal Service and how they're affecting the reliability of mail delivery. The Postal Service has seen a steady decline in mail volume for years and has had a tough time adapting in this environment and now has a new Postmaster General who is bringing about a lot of change in a very short period of time. And there's been some hiccups with this. And I wanna talk about one in particular we've experienced it in our own household and that is extreme delays in the delivery of prescription drugs that come by mail order many many tens of millions of us with the prescription drug plans we have available to us have to fill those prescription drugs by mail order especially for maintenance medications that we take on a daily basis that if we don't fill those by mail order we face a much higher cost out of pocket so I take a variety of meds that come by mail order and one recently I got a notice that it had shipped and it didn't show up for 12 days an unusually long period of time to wait for a prescription that usually historically would come in two or three And if it weren't for all the publicity about what's going on with the problems with mail delivery, I wouldn't have been aware of it. And then I saw a a color-coded map that was published in the New York Times that shows where in the country people are experiencing extreme delays in mail delivery with a third or more of the mail being late. And it's really scattered around the U.S. where this has been a problem. Uh, Big swaths of Texas have had extreme delays in mail delivery. Parts of California, uh, Utah has had a terrible problem with extreme delays of mail delivery, as has northern Nevada and uh, parts of New York State. Northern Alabama very heavily impacted by mail delays according to this map and I can go around the country and tell you how scattershot this is. So there are parts of Florida in the panhandle and then in southwest Florida that are experiencing lengthy delays in mail delivery and so know this with the disruption going on right now with trying to develop new methods of processing mail that one of the pieces of collateral damage is people who, in many cases, particularly older people who depend on a regular supply of meds that can be the difference between health and life and death, that I want you to check with your prescription by mail service to see if you can have your meds that usually ship in 90 days supplies sent out to you earlier than historically they have so that you don't sit there worrying the med that I waited 12 days for I still had three pills left when the medicine showed up and it was an important heart medication and so I I had those three days of cushion left but that's not a lot and that's not a lot of comfort so this is definitely a problem I don't know that the postmaster general anticipated that this could put people in physical danger as he's been implementing these changes but it obviously has created a health risk and I want you to be aware of it before you end up in a position where you're faced either getting an emergency supply of meds at a very high cost or doing without your meds that are lost in space somewhere in a delayed postal system. It's time for your questions for me that you posted at clark.com slash ask. Producers Kim and Joel alternate. Whose turn is it?
2: Clark, it's mine and Jason's up. Jason from Florida. He says, I'm applying for a mortgage refi and when online vendors run my credit, it shows up as my scores in the 780s for all three bureaus. However, on Credit Karma, my score shows like it's in the 820s. I have no debt, no defaults and pay all my balances in full every month. Why do the mortgage companies display a score 30 to 40 points lower than Credit Karma, what gives?
1: So this can vary so much person to person because credit scoring is kind of like a game of horseshoes. There's no one score. There's no exact process. Uh, Credit Karma relies on a joint venture of Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian called Vantage. Vantage scoring has very little market share. Most scoring that's done, particularly for mortgages, is done by FICO. Uh, FICO score for a mortgage also uses different criteria than a general FICO score or a Vantage score. So it could have been higher, could have been lower, but it would be different. The good news in your case, a score of 780 on a FICO mortgage scoring for each of the bureaus qualifies you for the very, very top tier of all mortgage lending products, you are considered to be the lowest possible risk borrower. And that difference from 820 on a Vantage score to 780 approximately on a FICO will make no difference for you in the lending products or rates you'll be eligible for. Kim? David in Texas says,
0: for years I've seen videos and stories on 3D printed houses and buildings. What's your take on these, and do you think that they are worth waiting for?
1: Uh, Worth waiting for. Look at some 3D-printed houses online, some examples of them, and they generally are not exactly most people's taste in housing, although it is a much quicker, more efficient, and cheaper way to build a home. They are not a style that a lot of people can really get excited about. Over time, the style formats available for 3D printing will improve. Um, Building, though, is a very traditional industry. Builders like to build the way they've always built and many times have trouble modifying that to new methods of building. I think that this will be a very gradual process that a lot of building will Move over time towards 3D printed housing, but try to imagine you can substantially construct a house in 72 hours or less using industrial scale 3D printers. And think about the speed of that and the fact that it builds a much more efficient home and much more energy efficient home as well with utility bills that are teensy tiny. As to whether I'd wait, uh, when you want a home is when you want a home and 3D printing is something that is still, I would say, almost at a, a spot just past experimental at this point because it's not truly accepted in the market. So you'd have to be a very patient person likely to wait this out. Joel? Joel?
2: Clark Jerry in Georgia says, what's going on with retail stores? They claim that they can't get change at the banks. Is the government pushing us to digital currency? What's going on? You know, we've had
1: this question so many times recently because this is something that's totally confusing to people. What's happened is not any conspiracy. Nobody at retail, no dark force in the government or no banking special interests are limiting the availability of change it's it's us so many of your fellow americans are either not going in physical stores or paying with contactless methods i'm one of the people that's a problem i'm using my phone to pay most anything i do right now so i'm not exchanging any cash with anybody i'm generating no change So there are tens of millions of us, maybe well beyond 100 million, who have coins piled up in their homes that are out of circulation. That's why a lot of places are offering, if you'll just bring in your coins, they won't charge you anything to change them out for paper money. In fact, they're thrilled to do so. I think soon places are going to have to start offering us some kind of bonuses, like a free food item or something, and get that coin get that cash those coins back in circulation kim sue in georgia has
0: a tip and warning for everyone she says that she got a phone call from her power company saying that her electricity was going to be disconnected within the next 45 minutes for non-payment of her bills stay on the line to speak with a representative she says that she knows very well that the power company would not call her to do this and knows it's a scam but wanted to warn people
1: Thank you I appreciate that so very much for you taking the time because this is a crime that's been around at least five years and comes in waves around the United States and you'll get a call and particularly at uh, businesses that if your power went off or utilities got shut off you're just essentially out of business instantly. So know that this is a long-running scam when you get called by anybody pretending to be from a utility company with a water shutoff, power shut off, natural gas shutoff, whatever. Say, thank you very much for alerting me. Hang up the phone and then sign in to look at your bill online to see if there's any problem. If you don't have online access, call your utility and say, is there any problem with my bill? What you're going to find out is as close to 100% of the time as possible. There's nothing wrong with your bill, your payment, or anything like that.
2: It was just a
1: scammer trying to get in your wallet.
2: Joel? Clark Sherry in Pennsylvania says, I hear you suggest folks contribute to a Roth 401k and pay taxes now on their contributions instead of when they retire, thinking that taxes will be higher later. My confusion is that I plan on retiring in Florida. And it appears I would not have to pay taxes, uh, state taxes at least, when I start taking distributions. Am I missing something or misunderstanding your advice on the subject?
1: No, I'm talking about strictly federal tax rates. And uh, it is a trend that's not going to be our friend as we deal with unprecedented uh, federal deficits that with the promises we've made to the American people collectively for Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, the defense we have to provide, and all the rest, it's my belief that tax rates are headed higher. Your situation going from having a state income tax to no state income tax may change the calculations in your case. Why don't you split the difference? Do half your 401k contributions Roth and half traditional.
5: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
1: Stephen joins us on the clark howard show hello steven how you doing I'm great clark how are you great thank you Stephen, how can i be of service to you
4: well uh i just retired and i'm approaching the age of
1: 59 no way no way no way you got to retire at age 58 that's the plan yes how in the world did you get to retire so early Well, 28 years of
4: military service can get you there.
1: Well, thank you so much. And so which branch of the service did you serve our nation for 28 years?
4: I was in the Navy.
1: My brother was a Navy man, too. He loved the Navy. Yes, sir. So uh, 28 years, you have a a pension that's about 62% of your pay is that about what it is that's,
4: that's approximately it, yes it's 2.5 percent per year for each year served
1: wow so you're in a you're in a position now to cover what percent of your living expenses off of the navy pension
4: uh 100
1: you are my hero that is so <laughs> great steven well, how so, can how can I be of service to you? Because well, I
4: have a DSP account, and now that I'm no longer working, uh, my pension, which about $2,800 of it is taxable, this will be the lowest income bracket that I'm in uh, until I reach Social Security age, and then that uh, taxable income will shoot up. So my question to you is, would it be wise or prudent to try to deplete my uh, traditional TSP account in the three years between the time I turned 59 and a half and 62, which is when I plan to draw Social Security.
1: Okay, now we have a completely different conversation. I don't <laughs> want you to take Social Security at 62 unless you're in poor health. Okay. The reason is, is that if you live a normal lifespan from here, you've got quite a bit of uh runway in front of you in lifespan and every year you delay taking social security since you actually don't need the money is an enormous embedded advantage because the amount you get in a monthly check grows so much larger. And so if you turning your whole question on its head, if you were planning to use some of that TSP money, uh, you know, leading up to 62, why not instead delay taking Social Security and if you need money to supplement what you have from your Navy pension, take some of the money from your TSP each year, which will prevent the tax problem you were concerned about in the first place and the Social Security check you'd get later would be so much larger.
4: Well, I I understand that. If I do that, it would give me more time. But really, I just really want to know if it's smart to take the TSP out and have a lower tax basis over three years and pay the taxes up front, would that uh, reduce my tax liability over the course of my lifetime for that TSP value, which is about $83,000?
1: So, you know what you could do instead, since you don't need the money to live on, is you could convert the money into Roth money over time. Okay. And I don't know if you're familiar, but Roth is... Once you paid the tax bill, you can just let that money sit in there and grow year after year. I have have a Roth IRA, too. Okay. So you could... um, I hate for anybody to give up TSP money, because TSP Mm -hmm. has the lowest costs there are out there. So you could potentially migrate money into um, a retirement account of your own and uh, convert it to Roth and then pay the tax each year as you convert and then you have that money there as money for you moving forward but I really strongly encourage you to delay taking that social security money is your health good steven well, it's pretty good i think yes if your health is good you will really appreciate down the road that you delayed taking the social security and so if you delay it and each year you convert more and more of the tsp money into roth before you take social security before you put yourself in that higher tax bracket to me that would be the best idea